Welcome to the Tech Weekly Podcast. This is episode 12 for May 19th, 2007. I'm Peter Krepine. Ubuntu is making the trip to cell phones. The cell phone operating system market, which has been dominated by Palm OS and Windows Mobile, is now going to see a new competitor, Ubuntu. The new distribution for cell phones is going to focus on media features and low energy consumption which will enable you as a cell phone user to get more battery life out of your phone and it'll also give you a choice uh, between the two proprietary operating systems which in my mind is probably the best thing because you get a cell phone you either get Windows or Palm and can't really do anything about it or you get some other proprietary operating system made by Motorola or something which can't even can hardly mod that at all. Uh, the release of this new uh, mobile operating system is supposed to be in October, and it is supposed to coincide with the release of Ubuntu 7.10. Speaking about Ubuntu, Ubuntu 7.04 just came out, and uh, I just tried it out, and they uh, put in some new three-dimensional features and new uh, visual tweaks that make it a lot like Vista. It's very cool. Uh, the operating system is still under 600 megabytes, so download it, put it on one CD, and uh, you can install it very quickly. Uh, Ubuntu making a very good show in both the mobile and the PC market as well with the release of 7.04. And of course, uh, I'll be looking forward to the release of the new Ubuntu 7.10 Mobile Edition. A new website has been launched that makes a personalized theme song for you. Method Music at www.lifehouse-method.com is a service where you upload several specimens of your voice, a beat that you like, and a picture of yourself. And then a few minutes, it creates a theme song that is supposed to match your personality. So I went on there, I did my theme song. I haven't quite decided whether it matches my personality yet, uh, but I'll be taking a more detailed look at it. Uh, Maybe not later on in the show, but later on. Um, if you want to go on there, it is free uh, until J July 31st, and then after that you have to pay for it. So definitely go on there and get a free theme song made up for yourself. Uh, Blu-ray or HD DVD? That's been the question for a few months now that this uh, Blu-ray and HD DVD battle is in full swing. If you're an HP customer, you might not have to decide because HP is planning to um, make a, shall we say, a hybrid device that would take the best of Blu-ray and the best of HD DVD and combine them. And believe it or not, they actually launched this last week. And you can get it as an option on custom-built Pavilion Media Center's M8019Y and D4890Y. I never get HG HP's model number system. So if you are into HD DVDs or Blu-rays, you can get a PC that sports both formats. I believe that that's probably going to be the way that this format war is going to go because you have basically you have four studios and two studios are going with HD DVD and two are going with Blu-ray. So the market it's not that big yet. But when it becomes big, I think people are going to want to have one device that will play all of them, no matter what. You're not going to want to have to have $2,000 DVD players just to play a movie. Either that, or if these hybrid devices don't catch on, these two formats will just die of natural causes. A new bill in Congress is 
proposing to give bloggers the same legal protections as journalists. Now, this is an especially important topic to me because I am a blogger and I'm an online journalist as well. You're listening to my podcast right now. Uh, Rick Boucher, if I pronounce your name wrong, Representative Rick Boucher, uh, pardon me, uh, he's a Democrat from Virginia, uh, he introduced a bill to the House that will provide federal protections for journalists. Now, this is something that's been kind of somewhat created in state state based. Uh, you might remember that uh, there's some uh, Apple Rumors website, AppleRumors.com, where they divulge secrets from the Apple company. Apple wanted to sue them, and the federal courts sided with the rumor sites because they were press. So this new bill, if it was pa- if it would be passed, would give the same legal protections that regular journalists have, that newspapers have, TVs, uh, TV journalists have, radio journalists have, to bloggers. And it's been slow to come, and uh, it would uh, create an easier, shall we say, an easier environment to do journalism in, because a lot of journalism is on the edge. A lot of the information that the broadcast agencies get are from, shall we say, shady sources. And in order to be successful in journalism, sometimes you have to do things that aren't completely kosher. I, not that I do any of that. I don't. I usually get all my uh, news from reliable sources like Ars Technia, CNET, whatever companies directly. But sometimes in journalism, you have to do stuff that's not kosher to succeed. And this new bill, if it was passed, would make online journalism a lot easier for podcasters and bloggers. A national research, the National Research Council, rather, has called for a federal privacy SAR, spelled C-Z-A-R, not S-A-R, as some people get confused. Um, the National Research Council is basically saying we need someone in the government who can recommend to our lawmakers and our president what's good for privacy. And we need someone who actually knows something about privacy and not a 65-year-old old politician who barely knows what a computer is. It's basically what they're saying. I think it's a good idea. Um, it would create a, uh, shall we say, a more safer environment online. Uh, it would take the guesswork out that the government does because they really don't know. Most of them don't know about technology. And it would make privacy in our country a top priority again, which it should have been. But uh, for some reason, it hasn't um, because of the war on terror, which basically Bush says that everything, uh, that if we need we need to invade someone's privacy to prevent terrorism or so-called terrorism, we can do that. Now, this is a obviously run into some uh, opposition from the Republicans because they feel they need the ability to break into anyone's life if they even have the remote suspicion that they're a terrorist. Uh, I'm not so succinct with that idea that you can just break into anyone's life uh, just because they might be a terrorist. So a national privacy SAR would be a good idea in my opinion. If any of you haven't noticed, and I really haven't noticed, in our country nowadays we have a record amount of credit card data theft. And that's not from shopping online. As one group might say, it's from WEP, Wired wired Equivalent Privacy. You find it on every wireless router out there. 
WEP is a technology that it's older, it encrypts your signal, and it's supposed to give you the same privacy that you would get from a wired connection. But apparently this one analyst group says it's just not cutting it, and they're blaming WEP for the records amount, record amount of credit card data theft out there. I'm not sure I agree. Of, of course, it could probably be possible that WEP is soft and the encryption, encryption is soft and it's not really providing the level of security that we don't, that we need. But I want to say that record credit card data theft is stemming from consumers not knowing when to give out their credit card data and when to keep it private. And that's something that we as a nation have to develop. We have to develop a skill to know when a site is asking for your credit card number, when to back off and say, no, you don't need my credit card information. And of course, some of these sites that you'd find, like some of these back stores that like maybe been in existence for a couple months that not many people go to, they say, oh, pay by credit card. And you say, well, it's if, if they steal my information, it's no big deal. It is a big deal because it causes a lot of trouble to try to straighten everything out if you've had your identity stolen. Because, on one hand, you should be able to get your identity back because it's stolen. But on the other hand, companies are trying to prevent other people from stealing your identity. So if you're trying, you're basically trying to steal your identity back when your identity has been stolen. And we as a nation need to get smarter. We need to realize uh, when to, to give out our credit card information in confidence and when to keep it private. And we also need to develop more platforms like PayPal that's more universally accepted so that we wouldn't have to give out our credit card information uh, every time we want to buy something online. I don't necessarily think that it's WEP that's causing these problems because, I mean, let's look at it. How many people you know have wireless routers? I know there's a lot out there, but most people, if they have a wireless router and if they have WEP enabled, they're a little... Um, smart in the sense of security and they would know when and when not to give out their credit card information. At least, I hope. I hope. Uh, another bit of news that just came out this week is from Apple and it is very startling. It's not even funny at all. Uh, there was a internal memo circulated around the Apple email server that said that the iPhone would be delayed until June. With that memo out the Apple lost $2.5 billion of value in its stock price. Now, this memo turned out to be erroneous. The iPhone will be released on time. And a memo stating that was released a few hours later, and the stock regained its price. But this is very scary. The fact that somebody can write an email, circulate it around Apple, and it can get out throughout the news networks and cost Apple 2.5 billion dollars of its value is very scary. We talk about terrorists running into our buildings. We need to prevent terrorists from breaking into companies and ruining them. Now, I'm not sure that this is as big, big of an issue as them making it. The SEC is getting involved. It was just a rumor that got throughout the news networks. It was posted first on Slashdot. But we need to keep our security tight enough so that someone who just have a, has a devious plan up their sleeves can't get into our systems and cost us a lot of money. The iPhone is on schedule and will be released in June. But 
that was not the case for a few hours on Thursday. So it's it's just it's in a way it's kind of funny, and in a way it's not funny because a lot of people lost money. And uh, well, we got to stop. We got to make sure our systems are secure enough so that somebody who wants to cause damage doesn't isn't able to do that. So it's funny. It's also a little bit serious and nerve-wracking as well. And I'm sure the security people at Apple are ramming their heads into the wall now, uh, trying to figure out how it happened. And if you haven't heard lately in the news, uh, the latest Adobe Creative Suite has been released. Adobe CS3, as it's named, uh, commonly because it is the follow-up to CS2, it is supposed to encompass... Uh, or it is supposed to come with many more features in each of the additional softwares and for the first time it will include Dreamweaver and Flash as well and they're introducing a new piece of software it's going to be called Soundbooth which will, will replace Adobe's very buggy Audition software uh, you can get a trial version if you so choose to do so you can go to adobe.com slash products slash creative suite should be able to find a tryout version there and as with Microsoft and Windows Vista Creative Suite 3 will come in many different packages at many different price levels the most expensive one being the Adobe Creative Suite 3 Master Collection which will retail for $24.99 that's $2,499 and will include the following pieces of software Adobe Device Central CS3, Adobe Bridge CS3, Adobe Version Q, Adobe Stock Photos, Adobe Acrobat Connect, Adobe Dynamic Link, InDesign CS3, Photoshop CS3, Illustrator CS3, Acrobat 8 Professionals, Flash CS3, Professional, Dreamweaver CS3, Fireworks CS3, Adobe Contribute, Adobe After Effects CS3, Professional, Adobe Premiere Pro CS3, Adobe Soundbooth CS3, Adobe Encore CS3, plus Adobe On Location CS3, and Adobe Ultra CS3. That's a lot of software, and, uh, well, not exactly the cheapest price. But what do you want? It's professional software, and, and it does make very good results. And in case you haven't heard, Motorola has released a new Razer, dubbed the Motorola Razer 2. It runs a version of Linux, in fact, it might even be a candidate for the Ubuntu that we were talking about earlier, and it's 0.07 inches thinner. Okay, great, we need another razor. Anyway, that's all the news we have time for today. If you care to call us, our number is 1718-475-6353, that's 1718-475-6353, or you can email us at techweeklypodcast at gmail.com. That is techweeklypodcast at gmail.com. I thank you for listening to the Tech Weekly Podcast. This has been episode 12 for May 19th, 2007. Have a great week.